This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. TB Wrestling Network loyalists, friends, and family, welcome to this week's episode of your home for everything current, up-to-date, modern-day wrestling, Place to Be Nation's main event. I'm Scott Criscola. Hope everyone is enjoying 2023 thus far. If you're listening to this on the day it drops, we're 20 days into the new year. Uh, we've already had one major show that took place last Friday. Impact had Hard to Kill. And then, of course, we got the really big one coming up a week from tomorrow. Uh, of course, we have football this weekend, so we can't have any wrestling. And then, of course, uh, we have uh, WWE branded shows the next two Saturdays after this one. And then we have NWA. So we got a ton of fun stuff over the next uh, several Saturdays, both in wrestling and sports. Uh, but we're going to have a fun show tonight. Uh, obviously, we will discuss uh, the, the passing of arguably... Uh, one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, and a guy who had some amazing uh, individual singles moments in his career. I was live for one of them, and that is, of course, Jay Briscoe, who passed away Tuesday in a terrible, terrible car accident that every time we hear more details just gets more and more uh, scary. Uh, and then we're going to have a little exercise about the buyers for WWE. I'll get into that later. Let me bring in the team tonight. Uh, this gentleman, of course, is the uh, purveyor of the Kings of Sport Patreon, and he, along with Mar along with Marcus and Baby Simba, are looking to pool their resources to purchase the flamethrower and turn the Kings of Sport into the new TNT Godfather, Nate Milton. I hate to burst your bubble, Scotty, but that uh, news is outdated. Uh, ah. you know, that, those were the plans, but uh, you know we we looked around and we figured why spend our money when we can get money. And so uh, instead of buying the WWE, uh, we are now selling the Kings of Sport, and it was a hot bidding war uh, for a while. Somebody thought the Saudi government was going to buy the Kings of Sport Patreon, Scott, <laughs> for for a while. Some people thought Elon Musk was going to buy uh, the Kings of Sport Patreon, but we have decided to to go where the money is, and the money uh, is uh, in Wakanda now that Black Panther 2 is going to open in China. So we have sold the Kings of Sport Patreon to the nation of Wakanda and King M'Baku. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wakanda would be a great market for pay-per-view. I tell you, it could have like the, it'd be like those, uh, those old bash at the beaches on the Huntington mm. beach when Hogan fought Vader. You could do it right on the water there. Uh, yes, yeah. right at the waterfalls. Yep. Loser gets thrown off the cliff. Uh, it's, <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. That'd be a great Royal rumble. Uh, you fall, you know, you don't just lose the match, you die. Uh, and you know, maybe some of the roster could be, th no, I'm just kidding. Uh, not, not loser leaves town, loser leaves life. Lo loser leaves eternity. Exactly. Uh, Godfather, always a pleasure. Also joining us, of course, uh, he will be in uh, San Antonio next weekend. Uh, good evening, uh, Sheriff Pete Schermacher. How's it going, boys? 
Uh, always well, Pete. Of course, you will be our eyes and ears uh, next weekend in San Antonio because the rest of them won't remember anything, probably. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, so uh, thank you. I uh, hope you have a good time. Of course, the Royal Rumble is next Saturday uh, at the uh, Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Uh, yeah, a lot of wrestling guys. That oh, Steve Willie, by the way, could not join us tonight. Had some family stuff. Good family stuff. Nothing bad. But uh, we love you, Steve. And Steve will be back in a couple weeks. He might pop in. We might get a run in. We might get a number. We might get a uh, uh, a number twenty nine Cody Devontae Rhodes run in uh, mm. uh, uh, at uh, at some point in the show, maybe. But uh, Steve, of course, will be back in two weeks. Um, so yeah, let's talk wrestling because that's what we do. Uh, the first, well, besides, I, I was wrong. There has actually been two big shows that have taken place. Um, uh, in 2023 so far, of course, the first one was actually Wrestle Kingdom, which was about two and a half weeks ago. Of course, uh, my man, Mr. Okada, uh, regained the uh, IWGP title from Jay White. Of course, we saw the debut, the debut of Ms. Monet, and not Frankie Monet with the dog, but another Monet, Mercedes Monet. Uh, of course, that is the artist formerly known as Sasha Banks. Uh, and she will officially challenge uh, Kyrie, yes, that Kyrie, for the IWGP women's title at Battle of the Valley, which is the show they do uh, out in L.A. as part of the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Crew. So that is where she will get her title shot um, uh, with uh, with Kyrie. Nate, do you think she's just going to win it right out of the gate? Do you think the IW, do you think New Japan is going to hand the belt to her now, or do you think they're going to they'll be a schmoz and they'll we'll have a little series going on? What do you think? Yeah, I I would book a series, but it would not surprise me if they did throw the belt on her uh, for reasons we talked about on the NWA podcast a week or so ago. Like that, mm-hmm. they they know she's money. Like they sold out those shows on the strength of Sasha being announced or Mercedes being announced. So I'd say right now I'm, I'm leaning sixty forty to. Kyrie retaining and we get a good series, but there's always the chance they could pull the trigger and strap the rocket to her. Mm. What do you think, Pete? I, I, would, I would put the belt on her, and I think New Japan is this kind of like that, where they're they're about business mm-hmm. and what makes most business sense. And I think it's it's her, especially if they plan on running those. Especially if they're going to use her a lot in the states. I mean, she means a lot in the United States, and that makes to me makes most business sense. Mm. Yeah, I have a feeling that she's going to win it. Um, it. It's entirely possible. So, um, but anyway, that happened. And then, of course, last Friday, the uh, week. If you're listening to this on on Friday that it drops, one week ago, the 13th was, of course, uh, Impact's first big show of the year, Hard to Kill, uh, where uh, Mickey James not only uh, uh, kept her career going, but won the Knockouts title over Jordan Grace. And Josh Alexander, who was just an epic stud, uh, retained the uh, Impact Championship. So more with that as we move along. Um, Obviously, the next big show is, as I mentioned to Pete, uh, to the guys that Pete is going to, uh, a week from tomorrow, if you're listening to this when it drops, the 28th, the Royal Rumble, which will be down in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. And then the following Saturday, February 4th, NXT will be on uh, up to bat with Vengeance Day. And it actually will be the first NXT show outside of Florida uh, since the pandemic. 
They'll be in Charlotte, so they won't be that far away, but far enough away. Um, and then the following Saturday, the 11th, is NWA's Nuff Said. So we got plenty of uh, wrestling over the next several weeks. Of course, this weekend is all about football. Sport. It's the sport of kings. Better than diamond rings. Mm. Uh, yeah. Nate knew I was going to quote that. Well, we've used the Wildcats theme at the end of our show in the past. So um, uh, so there you go. A lot of uh, good matchups this weekend uh, in the divisional playoffs. Uh, so that um, song was just weird. Like that song, you know, we've used it on the Kings of Sport a time or two as well. You know, that was uh-huh. one of our intro songs for our football segment for a few years. But when you think about it, like when you break it down, LL Cool J in the 80s rapping about football, and the first line is, do you remember the names like Bronco Nagurski and Night Train Lane? That would be like a, a hip-hop artist from 2020, and all of his references are to Dick Buckus. Like, hello, <laughs> Cool J wasn't watching Bronco Nagurski. <laughs> that is he funny. wasn't watching Red Grange. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of strange. You are, you're definitely right about that. I always thought that was kind of funny, too. Sam uh-huh. Huff, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. That's like a guy, yeah, it's like a guy now. No, that's even like a guy now talking about, yeah, talking about like, like uh, you know, Dick Butkus or... Um, Too Tall Jones. Gail Sayers. It's like, yeah, yeah. Very, very, yeah, very strange. Um, but anyway, uh, some good games this weekend, of course, <laughs> including Pete's and my uh, uh, Cowboys. Uh, um, yes, but, bye-bye, Tom Brady. Uh, bye bye, Tom Brady. Yeah. Where do you think you go, Scotty? Well, uh, first off, I want to say something, and I like how I know Pete loves the Bears, but I, uh, I kind of made him a, I kind of just made him a Cowboy fan because he looks so close. <laughs> um, but first off, before we go any further, a little Kings of Sports segment here. I think it's horseshit that the Bucks fired Byron Leftwich. Uh, I don't know where mm-hmm. why this is his fault. Um, you know, uh, three years ago, he was going to be a head coach. And now because the head coach is not good, the running game sucked and Tom Brady's not, this is not 2007. And why don't we give some credit to the Cowboy defense? I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. play their ass off. Uh, I think Byron left, which is getting boned, but, uh, apparently, uh, uh, Nate and Pete, there are three teams that are interested in, uh, number 12, um, I would laugh my ass off if one of them was the Jets. I think that would be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think so. I think the Jets are going to try and shoe in on uh, on Lamar. So um, uh, I could see him if if they <coughs> – excuse me. If Brock Purdy lays a stinker on Sunday, which I hope he does, and uh, and Garoppolo is just somebody they don't really trust, uh, wouldn't I, I would not be surprised if somebody – if the 49ers uh, wanted their hometown mm-hmm. hero back, uh, hometown hero home. Um, meanwhile, the Niners have won 11 in a row with both these guys. So I don't know if that would happen, but it depends how bad things get on Sunday. If they do, um, I don't know who the other teams would be. Um, Tennessee. Mm, I can't, nah. see, I can't see him playing in there. I, I agree with you on San Francisco. Cause I think Garoppolo's done regardless, because if it's not Purdy, like they still got the Trey Lance thing to, to figure out. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. I, I, yep. I could see Brady going to San Fran. Uh, but I could also see like Brady going to the Dolphins because they've always wanted Brady. And if they're not 100% sold on Tua, I could easily see them throwing Tua over the under the bus for 
for one more dance with Tom Brady. Uh, but to me, the funniest thing, like you said, Scott, would be Brady to end his career with the Jets and, and realize the, the pain that he inflicted on these poor people all those years. It has now ah. come back to him. Yep. I, I, uh, the other thing is, um, I, uh, I think, um, I think the Miami thing has some legitimacy because I don't think it has anything to do with Tua as a winner. I think it more has to do with Tua, you know, already having, you know, 13 concussions yes. in the last 12 minutes. Um, he might just be a jumbled scrambled egg mess at this point. So, and no disrespect to Skylar Thompson, who let's be honest, kept the dolphins in that game last Sunday. Um, but I can easily see I could easily see Brady going there for a hurrah, staying in Florida and just going south. He's gonna take his talents to South Beach. <laughs> um uh except Brady is the age LeBron is now and not when LeBron left in two thousand yeah. whatever it was, two thousand eleven or whatever it was. Um so I don't know, Pete. Who do you, where do you think Brady goes? I think Brady I think Pete's stunned. <laughs> I think Pete's done. I think Pete wanted him to go somewhere. Pete wants him on the Bears. He wants him on the Bears. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I, no. think Brady's, I think Brady's done. Well, well, we'll somehow find a way to get Pete back. Um, what? Uh, I, I just can't see Brady playing in cold weather anymore. I think he's too old to play in like his old New England haunts. Even though the guy yeah. wears still wears a glove in in warm weather, which makes me laugh. But anyway. So what were we? It would be people? hilarious if Brady reunited with Belichick. <laughs> it's like you know what, Bill, you've been struggling. I've been struggling. I lost. I lost my marriage because of this game. I'm coming back to my football husband. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I'm sorry that I had that dalliance and I've won a ring since without yes. you. I'm sorry. Maybe we'll try one more and then maybe we'll both go out together like, uh, you know, like uh, like uh, Tebow and Urban uh, in Florida. <laughs> they should have both left together, but and anyway. Uh, all right. Well, while we're waiting for Pete to somehow come back, let's let's bring up topic number one. And of course, that is the uh, the the sad, tragic passing of arguably one of the greatest tag team wrestlers uh, of our generation, of this generation, and one half of probably I, I, I wouldn't even say probably Nate. I would I would say definitely the best tag team of the 2010s. And that is, of course, uh, Jay Briscoe, who sadly passed away on Tuesday at the age of 38 uh, from a car accident. Um, I, there's no doubt to me that the Briscoes are the Dudley boys of the 2010s. Mm. Um, they dominated this decade in terms of just championships and success. They were the backbone of Ring of Honor for most of the decade. They had dalliances elsewhere. Never went to WWE, which was a smart thing in my opinion, and uh, and even at this point, and they've been in the business almost, you know, well, they've both been in the business over 20 years at this point. I mean, Jay Briscoe wrestled in the first match, technically the first match ever in ROH history at that mm -hmm. Birth of Honor in, in 2002. Uh, so, what what were your thoughts? I mean, uh, when you heard this news, I was... I mean, I get stunned whenever I hear about a wrestler who's not old passing away, but this was just, this was a gut punch. Yeah, I, th I think when you look back at the legacy of 
uh, the Briscoes in general and Jay in particular, you know, obviously they are one of the pillars. You know, that's a that's a hot term these days when people talk about pro wrestling companies. They were one of the pillars of Ring of Honor, which is rare for a tag team to be one of the foundational elements of a company. You know, they were one of the best teams of their era. They were ROH stalwarts. You know, they never. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say they were never tempted by other companies, but they were always loyal to ROH in a time where Correct. we saw so many people, you know, whether it was going to WWE or going to Impact or going to Japan or, you know, they always stayed loyal to ROH through the best of times and the not so uh, best of times with, with uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, but I think when you look at their legacy and their impact on the business, mm-hmm. it was that that devotion to tag team wrestling, which at times over the past 15, 20 years, has, you know, seen ebbs and flows in popularity. And I think, you know, I would put the Briscoes at the head of the list of a group of teams, you know, like uh, FTR, like the Bucks, you know, like the New Day, like the Usos, you know, uh, like um, I would even, I would even as much as it, as much as it pains me to say, Scotty, as much as it pains me to say, I would even throw in, uh, you know, some teams, like, uh, uh, and I just blanked on them. That's how much I can't stand them, Scott. So that's mm-hmm. good. That's good that mm-hmm. I blanked on this team. Uh, but but I think, you know, they had such a dedication to tag team wrestling. They were old school. They were, they were wrestling. They were wrestlers, you know. And it just gave them a mystique and an aura and a, a presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anytime them boys are on the screen, you knew you were going to get a good match. You were going to get a good fight. Uh, and he carried that into his singles run. Uh, I also think that, you know, maybe one of the the biggest things for me about Jay is, you know, because because we talk a lot about what these guys and girls do on the camera, but so much of wrestling conversation in the last five to ten years, Scott, has been about kind of the off off screen stuff. And I think one of the biggest things for me with Jay is, you know, Jay made some mistakes, you know, a few years back and it's easy to throw somebody away when they make a mistake right. or they say something that is hurtful or uh, uninformed. And Jay, you know, to his credit, man, he worked hard and he, you know, apologized for his mistake. He didn't run from his uh, mistake. He apologized for it. And I think, you know, one of the things we can learn from Jay's story is everybody can make mistakes. Everybody's a human, but we have to give people room to grow. We have to give people kind of room to evolve and room to get better uh, and do better. And I think Jay did that. And so his loss as a result of this accident is just tragic. You know, it, it's uh, something that just sucks because it feels like, you know, obviously a lot of us and a lot of the folks listening to the show respected the Briscoes and enjoyed the Briscoes work. But it kind of felt like they were about to ascend to a different level. Mm-hmm. in this new era of ROH. And right. now we're never going to see that. And more importantly, you know, Jay is a voice, you know, and 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 a figure that that you can't replicate that, Scotty. Like you can't duplicate that. It's either something you have or you don't. And mm-hmm. we're not going to get to see that guy again. And so, you know, again, prayers to his family and his friends and the the people that he worked with and uh, you know, he he definitely made an impact on this business uh and he is somebody that will be missed. What were your thoughts, Pete, when you first heard the news? 
I mean, it was heartbreaking. I mean, especially when you hear all the news coming out. Um, he was a tremendous. I mean, you know, I, I I never met him personally. I mean, I've met him at shows and stuff, but I didn't really know him personally at all. Um, but he was a guy who, you know, he was him and his brother. I mean, had they were a great tag team, and uh, it'd be one of those. I mean, they would easily go down to the top fifty tag team of all time type of type of thing, if not better. Mm. I I I have I don't have a ranking. I didn't do a personally ranking, so I don't know where I'd actually have them. But I feel very safe to say they'd be in a top fifty, if not top top thirty of all time. Uh, they they were they they were kind of a cross between current wrestling, but they also had the throwback of you know you believed you believed what they were doing, you mm-hmm. believed in their gimmick, uh, you believed in him, you believed in him as a tough guy. Um, you know, the only thing he wasn't able to do, really, uh, I remember when they tr- first tried to make get Adam Page over in Ring of Honor, and they had uh, had uh, Jay do the honors for him, and uh, it, uh, it it they still weren't able to get Adam Page over in Ring of Honor until finally uh, uh, he started getting uh, linked to the Young Bucks and stuff. Mm. But uh, other than that, man, the guy had a great career, legendary matches, classics. I mean, I mean, I mean, starting out with him and his brother when they first Ring of Honor first started, and then, uh, I mean, and then, but the tag teams, you just, you know, were just a staple of that Ring of Honor promotion, and it's a shame they really didn't get more of a bigger exposure uh, worldwide and stuff uh, because their act, which is better than, I'm not trying to put Ring of Honor down, but their act is just, it, it feels like a really a big league money act in a top level promotion and and you know and he made the mistake and you know and he and he apologized and mm-hmm. and handled it like a man um mm. and or handled it like an adult and he he you know and he tried to back you know uh, try to uh uh to 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 wipe that narrative and to you know apologize and try to move forward and and try to be a better person for it and and it's a shame for what happened. I mean, uh, I mean, it's just uh, he was a guy who's a, he was a man's man, and you know, was, he'll be sorely missed. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, my, my heart goes out to his family. His brother's birthday, I think, it was the it was the day after the accident. I mean, yeah, yesterday or yeah, Wednesday. I mean, that's, yeah, that's uh, just hor- hor- horrible. I mean, I, I, I feel feel mm. for his family. Yeah, like Scotty, the the emotion I had when I felt the news was the same emotion, and it tied to another vehicular uh, death was when uh, Dwayne Haskins died last year. Mm-hmm. Like it felt the same way. Like this is a guy that has his whole life ahead of him. You know, has made some mistakes, but like he can, he's getting better, and like he's he's right there, right? He's right there, and I felt the same way about Jay Briscoe that I did about Dwayne Haskins. Like. Damn, like this, this, he's right there, and then he's gone. And it's, again, another reminder, and I don't know why people keep needing to be reminded, but maybe it's just part of the human condition, Scott. It's a reminder of how fleeting and how precious all of this is. Like, we're talking on this show right now. By the time you get this edited and, you know, people are listening to it, I might not be here. You know, Pete might not be here, you know, God forbid, but nobody is promised the next day. And so, you know, you just have to kind of live your life to the fullest and get the most out of it that you can while you're here. And I think Jay Briscoe did that. Yep. Uh, Trust me. I know from personal 
firsthand <laughs> over the last couple months that every day is precious. Um, their first match uh, was, I-, I can't believe this, how long ago this was, September 23rd, 2000. <laughs> they wrestled Eddie Valentine and Mozart Fontaine mm. in an ECWA event at St. Matthew's Parish Hall That's my <laughs> in Newport, Delaware. Mm. Isn't that nuts? Um, how long they've they've been together? And of course, as I mentioned uh, on uh, February first, uh, well, you know, I guess it would be February. Let me go to the next page. February twenty third, I think, is the official date. Let me see. Uh, February, um, where is it? Da, da, da. There it is. February twenty third, twenty third, two thousand two was the first uh, event ever at uh, in the history of Ring of Honor. The era of honor begins. He lost to the Amazing Red in eight and a half minutes. Uh, and from there, though, I mean, he forged a legacy. He and his brother forged a legacy. Um, they wrestled in JAPW. Uh, they wrestled in PWF, obviously ROH. They wrestled each other. Very early on, um, wild side, uh, wild side. Yes. Uh, you know. So many great federations that that they're run uh, far. Uh, the Briscoes run far outlasted a lot of these promotions. Exactly. You know uh, what's this one? Oh, uh, DCW or <laughs> DC mm. Delaware mm. Championship. That's got to be Delaware Championship Wrestling. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, him and Homicide had some amazing matches in 2004. Um, and then, of course, you know, all the tag team championships they won. I think the first one they won was in 2005, I think. Let me let me double check. Uh, let's see. Um, PUW, ROH tag team title. Uh, let's see. The first, their first tag team title in ROH. Uh, let's see. Oh, they wrestled for Noah. They had some Noah matches in 2007. Uh, wow. They, they were they were in six-man tags throughout the winter of 07 with uh, uh, Nigel McGuinness. So that's kind of fun. Uh, I'm sure those six-mans are fun to find. Uh, looking for some others. When did they first win the... Uh, Oh, I think I found it. Uh, February 24th, 2007, they defeated Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel in Chicago uh, to win it. And then they lost it a couple weeks later to uh, Noruki Doi and Shingo. And from that moment on, um, you know, they've been, uh, you know, they've been the face of, of ROH. And they have won, they won the... ROH tag team titles, I'm going to say probably nine times. I'm going to say, say more. Let me see here. Uh, let's see. Um, Ring of Honor. They won the tag team championships 13 times. Yeah. Mm. I knew it was uh, at least double digits. Yeah. Yep. They... Uh, obviously, Jay won the world title twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won the six-man tag titles once with Bully Ray. And uh, a pair of honor rumbles. 
they had such a thing as honor rumbles. Interesting. Um, uh, PWI ranked J number seven in the PWI 500 in 2015. Uh, when they did the PWI top 50 last year or this past year, they were number three. So they were still, after all these years, they were still relevant in tag team wrestling. Of course, they had that amazing match at the end of last year uh, with uh, FTR. And they might uh, win few to the year. That more the match of the year with FTR that you're in the observer, you know? Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, right? Crazy. Um matter of fact, I wonder if those uh I wonder if those came out yet. Wrestler Observer. I wonder if uh No, nah, it's not. Awards. No. I wonder if they've ever won uh there it goes. List, list of wrestling observer newsletter awards. Did they ever win? Tag team of the year. The problem is, is I feel like uh weird thing is I feel like um uh Meltzer never like gave Ring of Honor like their due. Like no ROH wrestler ever won wrestler of the year, I don't think anyway. No. No, uh, all either obviously New Japan or AEW. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well WWE. Oh, actually, technically, uh AJ uh won it. In 2015, when he was half New Japan and half Ring of Honor after he left TNA. Mm. So he did win. So I guess you could say it's half an award. Uh, most most outstanding wrestler. I'm surprised uh, Joe never won in one year. Uh, no. Yeah. He did not, nope, he did not. Uh, Those 60-minute draws with Punk and... Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Harley won it. I mean, they started the award in 1980. Harley won it twice. Then Flair won it five years in a row. Riki Choshu won it. Then Akira Maeda won it. Flair again two times. Jumbo Saruta, Flair again. Vader, Kawada, Misawa, Kabata, you know, the usual. The All Japan guys in the mid-90s, all those pillars. Uh, Stone Cold, Misawa again. Triple H, uh, Muda, Kurt, Kenta Kobashi, Mystico, Cena, Jericho, Cena again. Um, like, I, I can't imagine those years that that he took Cena I'm just guessing because I we know Dave that I can't believe in like those 07 and 08, 09 and 10 he took our WWE guys over like ROH guys. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, uh, I mean it's, it's fan voting, so I mean it's Oh, that's true. Him. Yeah. That that is true. Um tag team of the year. Let's see. I I if it's if it's a fan vote, I can't Here we go. The Briscoes won the fan award in 2007. So they won the Observer Tag Team of the Year in 2007. And they are the only, they're not the only ROH team. That's the only time they won. Actually, uh, two straight years in ROH, 2009, the the Wolves won, Davey and Eddie. Mm. And then uh, Hero and Claudio won in 2010, the Kings. Um, the rest were all, you know, Japan, obviously. Um, so I, have, I feel like even in the, even in the, uh, uh, the, in the fans' eyes, the Briscoes could have gotten uh, some more pub, you know. Mm. And don't and forget Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I think they pretty much. I think they pretty. I feel like they pretty much just, you know, dealt with the big crew, and that was pretty much it. I feel like they never, you know, the big promotions. I feel like they never. Um, well, let's go to Tag Team of the Year, which started in 1972. Do we think? Guys, that the Briscoes ever won PWI's Tag Team of the Year? No, no. 
The answer is, you are right. The year that uh, <laughs> the year that the Observer gave it to him in 2007, PWI gave it to London and Kendrick. The Briscoes, mm. the Briscoes didn't even finish second. They finished third, behind London and Kendrick, and Team 3D. Oh, that's got to be a kick in the balls. Um, I would have definitely given it to the Briscoes, at least over them. Deuce and Domino finished fourth. Could you imagine if the Briscoes didn't get enough votes <laughs> and they finished behind Deuce and Domino? Oh, my God. Man. Um, yeah, so they never won. So I feel like in the grand scheme of things, the great, the great wrestlers that they are, they never – I feel like they probably never got the true pub they deserved from, like, publications, which I don't think either of them cared anyway. Uh, obviously, the big thing – the big thing about them as a tag team in history is that they never went to any of the biggies. Uh, obviously, never went to WWE. Um, I don't know if, not counting the last couple years, I don't think, like, in their prime, did they ever go to uh, to Impact or TNA. Maybe? No. Nah, I don't think so. Uh, they did do a cup of coffee last year in the NWA. Uh, Billy brought them in for the Crockett Cup, and they made it to the fun. They won it. They won the Crockett Cup last year. Um, but they did not beat La Rebellion for the world tag team titles, which I thought was a bummer. But uh, obviously, all AEW, they uh, I feel like the the old wound, as you guys uh, had discussed, did not heal in Tony's eyes because mm-hmm. he never he never let them into the the door in AEW. I don't know if it's Tony's eyes. I think it's the network's eyes. Mm, possibly, yeah. That's yeah. why they didn't allow him to do it. That's why uh, TBS didn't allow him to do a, what you call it, um, uh, a, a testimony to him on on, on air. That's why it's going to be on Ring of Honor television. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, now, obviously, um, they obviously had great matches. Uh, in their careers as a tag team. I mean, they've wrestled, I mean, everybody and their mother in ring of honor. Um, in terms of singles, obviously Jay had a run in the mid 2010s. Uh, I don't remember why I was talking to Steve. Steve seems to think that, that Mark had an extended injury over the, the span of like a year. And instead of pulling Jay off TV, they decided to kind of give him a pseudo push. And it culminated with arguably, the best singles match of his career and maybe the best moment for him. And one of the top five, maybe feel good moments in ROH history. And I was there live. Um, I know you weren't there, Nate. I don't, I don't know if you were there, Pete. It was uh super card of honor. I don't remember the number 12. I think, I don't know. Uh, in April of, tw- of 2013 at Hammerstein ballroom, when he defeated Kevin Steen to become the ROH heavyweight no, champion. There, Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was there. I was there, Doctor. We had a big. It was one of our first big mania trips, uh, way back in the day. Actually, it was before PlaceToBeNation.com even launched. Actually, it was the genesis of that. As a matter of fact, we're coming up on ten years of that weekend, and uh, there might be a special show uh, here on the PTB Wrestling Network coming up in March uh, to uh, discuss that. But that was one of our first big moments uh, as a crew. We were there at the Hammerstein to watch. Uh, um, Jay win the ROH world title against, uh, obviously the future Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen. And, uh, I remember the family came out and he had this like generic kind of song, but then he decided, uh, uh, he wanted to kick it old school. So they blasted 
you know, give me back my bullets by by Leonard Skinner, which was their tag team song, which is one of my favorites. And I thought that was just so great. Um, we might end the show tonight with, uh, mm. with give me back bullets by Skinner. Um, I thought it was a great run. Pete, what were your thoughts on on Jay at the top of the card for ROH for those couple years? I, I thought he did a real good job. I, I think he was a believable guy, but I think this is, I felt bad because it was like when kind of when Ring of Honor was kind of transitioning from mm-hmm. where they were known as this great work rate promotion type of thing where when they when they would say it, this is the best wrestlers on the planet, you believed it back in the day. But I think this is the era where it was transitioning out of that. And I don't think it wasn't as great of a run as like a lot of the other previous champions had and stuff like that. And then they had Lethal, I think, right after him. Who I, I also I was I wasn't I've never been a huge Lethal fan. I didn't think his run was great, but it was a long run, so that gave it memorable more memorability to it and stuff too. Hmm. What do you think, uh, Nate? Yeah, I think he was kind of the champion in a period of transition and to pete's point i feel like jay lethal was in a similar boat but because jay had a longer run uh and and he was a heel yeah and he was a heel and i feel like not being the tag team guy maybe helped jay out a little bit uh lethal of course i'm speaking of uh but i feel like jay briscoe he was kind of like the guy uh, he's he's kind of like the Houston Rockets when they won that title when Jordan was away. It's like you, well, oh you yeah, know, yeah. Like you know what, Akeem, like we appreciate you. You're great, but there is something. It's kind of ah, uh, like it didn't quite hit because ROH wasn't where it once was and where you know hopefully it can get back to one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was a great moment. As for for Jay, a great singular moment, but it didn't. I don't think it nearly put him on the on the platform that that he needed to be, or that he deserved to be, or that he had earned. Uh, also, in part because eventually we knew we were getting the team back together, right? And so I think it was great for Jay personally, and it showed like he can be uh, a singles guy, you know, if, if need be. Uh, and the the crowd, like I think the audience responded to Jay, but due to the brevity of the run and also the uncertainty of ROH at the time, I don't think it ever kind of took hold and pushed him to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were more over as a tag team than he was as mm-hmm. a singles, mm-hmm. even though he was yeah. over as a singles, don't get me wrong. But it was just kind of like, yeah, it was just, it was like, it was like, yeah, they definitely wanted the, wanted the brothers together. He was like when, and I, I know you know you're you're in that northeast quadrant, Scott. So yes. you know you, you're not that far away from Boston. So I know you you remember uh, the greatness of Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, and 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 you know Bobby Brown had some great mm-hmm. solo records. Ralph Tresman had some great solo records. Belvin yes. DeVoe had some great solo records. But when you put all of them together as new edition, that's when the magic happened. And I think you think you could say the same thing about the Briscoes. Uh, so what you're saying is the Briscoes were better singing Candy Girl mm. than they were singing <laughs> having their own prerogative. Ah. <laughs> Although I also, know. one of the best moments of uh, New Year's Eve was watching New Edition at uh, on Dick Clark's New Year's Eve. Like, they still got it for, oh, yeah. for dudes in their 50s and damn near 60s. They still got it. Yep. 
Um, so they were ROH champions at the back in, in uh, at the end of 2012. They lost to Fish and O'Reilly at the 11th anniversary show on March of 13. Then the show I was at, Supercard of Honor 7 at um, Hammerstein. He beat Steen. Uh, he beat Adam Cole at Border Wars. At Best in the World, he beat his brother Mark. So Mark wasn't hurt. That's weird. Uh, the following day, Briscoe made another title defense against Matt Hardy. During the weekend, ROH shot injury angles with both Briscoes. Um, now, on June 25th, it was reported that Jay's contract with ROH had expired. It would not be renewed. So on July 3rd, they stripped him of the world title while also noting that he was slated to be out of action for three to six months. He returned on September 20th at death before dishonor 11 to hand the title belt to the winner of the tournament, Adam Cole, who proceeded to attack him. Briscoe entered a storyline. He, uh, he introduced his own world title belt. That was the cool one that had the flag on it and everything. Um, uh, he received his shot at the world title at final battle, but lost to Cole in a three way, which included Michael Elgin and et cetera, et cetera. And, um, uh, he could not get the world title back from Lethal, as you said. And then in 2016, they they uh, they they reunited as a team. Um, so I mean, it was a decent run uh, for him as a singles worker. Um, and then of course broke. You know, they, they again 13 time, uh, 13 time uh, uh, tag team champions. Of course, the, for those that may not totally know the the. Um, the uh, uh, controversy that the, that the Pete and Nate are speaking of in June of 2011, uh, he made some not so nice remarks about people, uh, uh, particularly in uh, a lot of bad tweets, particularly in her. Uh, then the big one was after Hurricane Irene's dedicated. I don't know if he was supposed to be in character. I, I have no idea. But uh, I'm not going to get into it. But he did. He 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 apologized on ROH's website. He also agreed to donate his full salary from the next two shows after in in, uh, uh, in 2013 to the Partners Against Hate charity. So, like you guys said, he did try to um, fix it. He he manned up and tried to fix it. Well, others Terry don't. So so. Uh, um uh rest in peace jay it's it's really sad and i hope his kids come through it okay because they were in the car as well um it's really sad it's sad um uh on the new show that is debuting here on the ptb wrestling network next month uh you may hear more briscoe stuff uh from that show we'll talk more about that in a little bit um so rest in peace, Jay Briscoe, and and I hope uh, you know your brother, um, you know continues his wrestling career. Maybe ROH will throw Mark a bone and maybe let him be the world champion. Who knows? Um, knowing Tony Khan, that's entirely possible. Who knows? So the next topic I wanted to bring up, and I thought this was a fun game. Nate, I told uh, Pete what we were going to do. Nate, you when we were talking about it right before we went went on the air. Um, obviously the big news story in wrestling uh has nothing to do with in ring it obviously has to do with um the future owners whoever they may be of the flamethrower wwe 
course, the big rumor is they are going to sell to somebody. Um, and there are a ton of uh, suitors, if you will. In terms of in terms of value, the the price tag right now is seven billion dollars, and that includes all the properties, the network, mm-hmm. uh, everything, everything. Um, obviously they still have to work out TV contracts. That's a big thing because they're coming up, and I don't think Fox is going to pay WWE for what the, for SmackDown if they decide to keep it what they paid for it three years, a few years ago. Nope. A, lot of, a lot of, a lot of us f- flailed at that. Uh, I don't see that happening. So there are a ton of suitors and I figure guys be a lot of fun to go around the horn and come up with the pros and cons. <laughs> Not those cons. Well, those cons will come up mm. uh, for each buyer. Like if this, if this group bought them, what would be, what positives would come out of it and what negatives would come out of it? So why don't we start? One of the biggest ones right now, and it is uh, Nick Khan has actually spoke to the muckety mucks there, is, uh, as I call him affectionately, the rodent. Because if you ask me, the face of Disney is Winnie the Pooh. But that's just me. Um, Disney, obviously, is a big, uh, one of the biggest, you know, they've got the capital, that's for sure. They're one of the they're one, they are a, a media flamethrower in the largest sense of the word. Nate, I'll start with you. Give me as many as you want positives <laughs> of WWE being bought by Disney. See, here's the thing. So we're looking at this from the perspective of the buyers, the prospective buyers. And right. so I think a Disney uh sale would be amazing for the WWE. I think there's a million positives. You can list from that acquisition from the WWE's perspective. From Disney's perspective, I think there are a few positives. Uh, namely, you know, you get more content. You know, Disney is in the content business. They've got Disney Plus. You know, they've, that they've got theme parks. You know, Disney is all about everything that we create lives on in other forms, whether it be mm-hmm. on the big screen, whether it be streaming, whether it be, you know, you, you, you go to watch an Avengers movie and then you come to the theme park and we've got an Avengers campus. And so I could see Disney wanting to purchase this from the standpoint of it's more content. It also helps them expand their audience because mm-hmm. a lot of what Disney does is aimed at children and teens. And so acquiring the WWE would give them an older audience, a significantly older audience, if you look at the demographics for Monday Night Raw, um, and and it would just kind of expand the tent in terms of what Disney can make money off of. I think the cons, uh, not Nick Khan, but the, hmm. the cons, the negatives in this far outweigh it, though. You know, you mentioned the rodent, and uh, one of the things that, you know, you can say a lot of bad things about uh, Michael A. Mouse. I call him Michael. I use his government name. Uh, <laughs> one of the things about that man, Michael A. Mouse, Scott, is he is not about messing up the brand. And so one of the uh, things that it would be involved in a sale like this would be having to deal with Vince McMahon questions. Mickey Mouse does not have time to answer Vince McMahon questions. Bob Iger did not come back 
to answer Vince McMahon questions, Scott. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think from just from a PR standpoint and Disney's brand, I don't think that the WWE vibes with that brand, at least like some of the extracurricular stuff that's kind of swirling around Vince right now. And so I don't see that going down, especially because they don't need it, right? Like we need the perfect matchup is a company or a buyer that kind of needs you. And so you kind of find a perfect home. That's not Disney because Disney's got so many other properties between Marvel and Star Wars and the animation and all of this other stuff. They don't need WWE. Mm. Pete ups and downs. What do you think? Um, I think the biggest thing was it actually, they can actually put some live programming on the Disney mm. uh, plus, which they don't have at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that could, that, if they want to get into live uh, broadcasting, that's, that's a big thing. Um, it could be, you know, WWE has a nice IP. They could definitely, you know, you could bring it back like that, how WCW used to do it at the Universal Studios and stuff like that. I mean, they could do it at the theme parks, a little wrestling thing. Um, but the cons, again, man, it's, 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 it's wrestling is still, you know, it's still low brow. I think mm. it's too low brow for Disney. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and like having to deal with fucking Vince's shit, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's just, ugh, I don't know. I mean, the only other uh, positive might be uh, they might dig into the uh, into the archives more mm. and, and try to get more stuff out that's from the past. But again, you know, it's Disney, and it's it's. Uh, but I mean. If, if they're, they're doing with Disney, I mean, you can maybe throw it on to Hulu or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Hulu could help them, or even use it, or use it in because uh, they're tied into ESPN two. I mean, ESPN mm-hmm. Plus, and maybe I could use it to get stuff on ESPN Plus. Maybe even use the, you know, uh, the, the network uh, to there to get them more more views to their ESPN uh, Plus uh, station. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, I think the positives are um, it's a huge platform and Disney probably Disney, you know, ABC, uh, that group, ESPN. Um, ESPN has been a lot more wrestling friendly over the Mm -hmm. past four or five years than they used to be. They used to scoff at them. Bob Lee loved making fun of WWE, that wrestling sucks and through the Attitude Era and all that. Uh, But they've been a lot nicer to WWE. in, in the last several years, I think uh, it, it's, it's, it, it will add programming. I think you, you'll you see the, the TV contracts will steer through them. Um, I mean, will we see Raw on ESPN? No, we won't. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that's not going to happen. Uh, but I, uh, I think the other thing is, do they end the deal with Peacock and put the network on WWE on a Disney Plus? That I don't know. Because that that's a totally different beast. Um the negatives in terms of the lowbrow, I don't totally disagree with that. But at the same time, I mean, they have UF. I mean, they they air a lot of UFC, and how much different is that? I mean, mm. I mean, that's even more physical. I mean, their guys are getting their heads kicked in and yeah, bones are broken and all that stuff. Legit. I mean, it's not it's not fake. Or, true, but you know, but you know. true true, Pete. But remember, we're in the uh, PG era of of WWE. Right. We're not exactly in this isn't 2000. We're not exactly having hot lesbian action and, you know, <laughs> May Young giving birth to hands and all that kind of crap. That's that's not happening. If this was 20 years ago, 
Absolutely, I agree with you. But this is the, the PG era of WWE. It's a little softer. The other thing I, I, I worry about with a Disney purchase is that they would take advantage of the roster in other ways, and I think they'd get burned out. I mean, you'd have Roman Reigns is on iCarly's reboot and, mm. you know, Zack and Cody, or I don't even know the Disney shows anymore. But, I mean, like all these shows and all these movies and all the I, – I think the roster – I think they would try to use the roster – as another set of actors and actresses, mm. which in the beginning, which, which would, would be, be nice. good for the, which would be good for the roster in a sense. But I also think Scott, you know, you touched on it a bit right there. Disney is not going to, uh, you know, just let Vince or let Hunter or let whoever cook. Like they are going to, they're going to appoint somebody as a liaison uh, slash like uh, 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 chaperone. Like, I think Disney is going to be a lot more hands-on than NBC is currently. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah, because now, because now, anytime, like when when you put that mouse logo on something, Scotty, it it means something. When you when you put that little Disney Plus check mark over a program, like it's got to live up to the standards and quality of the Disney brand. Even something like the Eternals, which I thought was absolutely terrible, like no. it at least. Was 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 uh, structurally something that fit into the Disney pantheon, and so I feel like WWE would have to conform a lot more with Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the last thing before we get to the next uh, contestant, the next the Vince Vince is his own worst is is the, is a beast onto himself. Mm. We'll get more into Vince at the end because the other issue concerns is this company going to stay public. Or is Vince going to try to make them private again so he doesn't have to answer anybody, which is kind of fucking sleazy. But I think uh, Vince will get into at the end because Vince is a is a is a is problematic in all of these <laughs> uh, situations, except probably one. All right. Contestant number two. This is the one that may not have as much capital as Disney does, but they make the most sense because they've worked so many years with with WWE. And they're working with them now, and that is, of course, Comcast slash NBC Universal. Uh, Pete, pros and cons. I mean, obviously, they're working with them now, so it kind of is already going on. But what do you yeah. what do you see as pros and cons for Universal? Yeah, I mean, they have a long history going back to you know Saturday night's main event, uh, doing mm-hmm. specials for them. Um, so I mean, the relationships there. Um, Again, you know, again, it's like they already have a lot of the programming, but maybe they actually get the get the Raws and the Smackdowns and stuff, and uh, we have it there. That's already they already have the network on their platform. Um, so I don't, man, uh, I just don't think it's just. Yeah, I'll I'll pass it on to Nate. Yeah, I really not. <laughs> A very lukewarm reaction from from the <laughs> sheriff on that yeah. one. I think, you know, here's the thing. You are not going to be, in, in the WWE's position, you're not going to find the perfect suitor because the perfect suitor is probably, it's like life. Like, we can, we can be honest here, Scotty. Like, we, we can talk to the people out there. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes the perfect job is not going to find you because they're not looking for you. For mm-hmm. whatever reason, sometimes the perfect girl or the perfect guy is not going to find you because they're not looking for someone like you for whatever reason. And so 
if you're the WWE, that perfect partner may not find you because, as Pete mentioned earlier, like there's a certain stigma around wrestling. Uh, and then you got, you know, the Vince stuff, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. So I think you're not going to find the perfect person, but you're going to you're going to find the person that's right for you. And in this case, I think NBC, Universal, you know, Comcast, they, they might be the perfect person for the WWE because of that longstanding relationship. Also, because it's probably going to be the most symbiotic relationship out of all of these potential scenarios, mm -hmm. given that what WWE gets from this relationship is also kind of on the same level as what the buyer gets from this purchase. You know, I think it, it, it would be, you know, content is key right now. It's, it's an arms race for content. And Pete brought up a great point earlier about live programming. You know, mm -hmm. as, yep. as we're starting to see a lot more people kind of ditch traditional cable or, or ditch, you know, the, the ways that they used to watch programs, live TV is still something that can draw. And so I think, you know, if, if I'm, you know, the NBC group, if I'm part of this, this team, I would make it my priority to make sure that we like, if, if, if the sale is up, we gotta be, you know, for, we gotta be there when the ball drops, because I think between the relationship that makes sense, the business that makes sense. Uh, also, you know, you, you brought up a point earlier about Disney and what Disney could do for certain performers. I think there's some people in this company, probably Roman Reigns, chief amongst them, that could do stuff uh, outside of, 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 this, of this ring, of this realm. Uh, and Roman, you know, given the age he is, given, you know, some of the health issues that he's battled and, and, and overcome, he's probably looking more towards the finish line than I'm going to be, you know, sting and still doing this at 65. Roman Reigns ain't doing this at 65, man. Roman Reigns might not be doing this at 45, you know, given uh, kind of the wear and tear on his body and his obvious eye to do stuff, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's film or TV or whatever. So I'm, I think this, this move makes the most sense for me. Like if I were a betting man, I would, I don't even know the other names that you've got on this, on this uh, dating game here, Chuck Woolery, but I would, <laughs> I would uh I would uh, throw my vote in for uh, NBC Universal. Yeah, I kind of uh, I'm kind of leaning that or Disney, but Universal makes more sense. They they NBC for years had I mean we go back to Saturday Night's main event and him and Ebersol and you know Vince and Ebersol mm -hmm. are very good friends. I don't know how good friends they are now, but uh, uh, it just seems very natural to keep them there. They're on Peacock. Uh, they do the live yeah. shows. They get the clicks. Um, it makes perfect sense. The question again is, will they stay public, which they kind of have to, um, and will they want Vince to stick around as, as, as regardless, let, well, let's get the creative part out of it. That's got nothing to do with this. This we're and they, talking. People also try to negotiate a way cheaper because they, they overbought for the network already. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, so I think I think Nate's right. I think there's just a comfort level there. And I think Comcast probably will they may they may at low ball WWE, but WWE in the end may take it. Uh it is just a question of the the, the rights. Because don't forget, you know, Raw 
They may try to find a network for SmackDown because I don't think Raw's never going to leave USA. The only time those five years that they were on TNN, WWE left. Mm-hmm. They didn't USA didn't kick them out. Otherwise, they would have stayed in in on USA forever. And of course, they did end up coming back in in two thousand five. Um. So I think in the grand scheme of things, I think the, the purchase is going to end up being Comcast. They have the they have the the, the capital. But again, it's a Vince thing. All right, next. This is the this one is obviously the the most controversial one, and I think the one that, believe it or not, as much as everyone says it'll happen, the most it could happen the least, and that is, of course, the <laughs> PIF, the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia. Of course, that was the big rumor that blew everybody's mind two weeks ago, which ended up being slop. Um, the only way this happens, and again, I want I want your guys. The only way this happens is if Vince gets investors and goes private and kicks all the board out and keeps WWE for his own little plaything and goes back to the old days pre 2000 or 99, whenever they went public. And I think the only reason that happens is because Vince is done answering to people. Mm. I think he wants, I think he's tired um, of having to answer to people. And I think he wants to get, I think he wants to become insulated. Um, I also think he wants to protect himself from any more, you know, Rita Chedderton's. Um, wasn't she the ref? Yeah. Yes. The she was the ref, right? You knew that was going to yeah. happen eventually. I mean, that was that was almost a foregone conclusion. Um, you know, the whole rumor that, you know, they were her and him and uh, Billy Jack Haynes snorted coke off her and all that kind of shit. All, all those fucking yeah, stories. raped her in the back of a, a limo. The back of a limo. Yeah, while he was snorting coke off her ass or whatever story Billy Jack Haynes told. Um, uh, I think... This is not happening. I, I just do. Number one, I'll, I'll do my reasonings first, then I'll pass it around. Number one, it's just stupid. It's just a stupid move. It doesn't matter how much money Saudi Arabia has. It's just stupid. Number two, I don't think any domestic television market will want to deal with these guys for TV. I don't think they want to. And number three, it would no longer be a publicly traded company. I think it would be private. I think Vince would buy all the stock up and shut the shit down. And the roster would pretty much be like, all right, well, we're just going to go through the motions, put on shitty matches for the next couple of years. And then when our contract's up, you can go pound sand. I think the only way that that the Saudi Arabians buy the network or buy the buy WWE is if Vince intends to shut it down and and tell his whole family, fuck you. <laughs> Well, he's already told his family, fuck you, when he got rid of Stephanie, didn't Well, he? that's that too. This is the same that's... girl who compared uh, the investors uh, when they, 9-11, uh, to mm-hmm. when the IRS went after Vince or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true too. And, um, you know, you, her, I'm sure her, she definitely doesn't have those rose-colored glasses anymore when it comes to her dad. Absolutely <laughs> not. I don't think anybody does. Um, mm. So I think the only way that... Saudi Arabia is owns WWE as if Vince intends to shut it down and it just becomes an archive because Vince knows that no one's going to deal with him anymore. I know everybody does the whole money talks, bullshit walks thing, but not, I don't think it's this time. I don't think it happens this time. Um, so I think that, I think that, uh, if it goes to Saudi Arabia, Vince is, Vince is there to shut it down. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, the the only reasons you would go that route 
if your Vince is, as you mentioned, Scotty, A, for personal protection from the consequences of his actions, mm-hmm. uh, and then B, money. And there's a lot of money to be made from that sale. But, you know, my, my parents always told me growing up, all money ain't good money, Scotty. You right. know, there's there's a hidden cost to every dollar that you take, whether it's from a job or, you know, an investor. Like, there's always strings attached. And so, to me, that would be the most egregious sale that uh, Vince could make in this situation. And the other thing, like you said, Scott, the the level of disrespect, I think, that it would show to the talent. Because there are people there, like I'm thinking in particular of a guy like Sami Zayn. Oh, well, that's the main one. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Like it that that to me would be like I'm sure these guys and girls make trade-offs every day, you know, in this company in this company like we all do, Scott. Like we all de- we all buy things, we all work for companies that might not have the best ideals or best morals. You know, corporate morals is an oxymoron. But there's some level of at least the the appearance of the facade of hey you know we're, we we hear you we hear you employee and if Vince does this to me that is a middle finger to anybody that has a personal uh obligate or uh objection to mm-hmm. a sale like this you know and so it's like, it's like he's breaking a social contract almost you know mm, right like, mm, yes ugh. Yeah, like it's 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 one thing if I choose to go there. It's another thing if the company that I'm contracted to for the next two years goes there and I don't have any say in the matter. Yeah, like again, it's like the the women like two things. Number one, uh, they own that that Liv Golf and they can't get mm-hmm. a TV deal. Nobody wants anything to do with them. So yeah. if they can't get golf on TV, how the fuck are they going to get wrestling on TV? Didn't they and, try to get that on the CW? Yeah, they did. That's not that's not happening. first of all like a like you're right scott nobody wants to put that product on american tv but b the cw the 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 teen network come on buddy yeah that's the worst marriage i've ever heard (laughs) what what 17 year old uh suburban teenage girl is is lining up to watch ernie l's i don't even know if ernie l's plays anymore (laughs) i don't know if he does i think he's on the i don't think he does and the other thing too, there's a better about, chance he's announcing now than he does. Yeah, probably. And the other thing you were talking, uh, Nate. You know, it's one thing for the women's roster to to, to to wrestle in a t-shirt twice a year. They could they 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 don't mind. Most of them don't mind sucking it up for two shows a year to wear a t-shirt and deal with that stuff. But to then now have to have these people as their bosses, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. Happen- not happening. Yeah. Happening, my bro, my my, you know, I, I had this conversation with Dr. G last week on on the Saturday special. We're going to delve a little bit more into it this weekend. And he's like, you know, well, they have contracts. I'm like, yeah, you can also fuck off for two years and have you know mm-hmm. matches. Just because you you know wrestling for the company's one thing, wrestling shitty for the company, even though you're getting you know it. At the, yeah, my point is, it's just not a good mix. And the no, only the only people he would be able to bring in would be people who either don't care about the Saudi thing or are mercenaries and just there for the check. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. Lesnar, comma, Brock. Um, yes. So, yeah, it's it's just uh, Blanchard, comma, Tessa. There you go. Mm. You can finally get her now. Hell of a roster. <laughs> Hell of a roster. Yeah, no, it's, 
It's I just I just don't see it happen. It's just not happening. It's not gonna happen. And then right. he's just kind of like you know clearly he's fucked his family out of this stuff, right? But, and um, do you see like you know where back in the day like he went to when he decided to get help he went with Bischoff and Heyman and not mm-hmm. his family and he just doesn't ever trust his family completely, right? Yeah, I think and I and think it's a bit of. It's like projection, like the, the the seeds that were planted. Like you should have, we should have seen something like this coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he wasn't ever gonna let Hunter and Stephanie take over or Shane, and and uh, yeah, definitely not Shane. You know, yeah, definitely no. not Shane. Yeah, I think it's um, projection, Pete. Like I think Vince doesn't trust them, despite the fact that I think they did a pretty good job in his absence Vince doesn't trust them because Vince knows that if he were in their shoes they wouldn't be able to trust him so Vince knows like I I, I can't trust myself pal so I, I can't trust these kids even though they're 40 years old I can't trust these kids it's true right so here's the next one and this one this one actually is fascinating because this could be too prong this could go back to our original discussion of Disney and the next uh, the next buyer is Endeavor. Endeavor, of course, owns UFC. Now, UFC, of course, has deals with ESPN. So this could be a this could be a, a two pronged uh, uh, business arrangement. Um, the only reason I maybe don't see this happening is because the SEC may consider this a monopoly. Mm. Um, because even though WWE and UFC are two completely different beasts, only you know uber nerds like the three of us actually know that <laughs> people in like the in the outer realms would think it's it's the same thing they all view it as combat and fighting yeah right so as cool as it would be because endeavor kind of lets although dana white's kind of in his own mm. pickle right now mm. um yeah uh uh would just kind of let wwe do what they want but endeavor would not put up with vince's crap no um and and would probably tell him to you know they'd cut him loose so and I also think if like I think one of the big things if if this endeavor thing were to go down is you would like I think it would be more harmful to the UFC because if these quote unquote fake fighters are coming in making this kind of money and Dana's been underpaying us for years there's I think that would be rocking the boat and I don't, I don't know, like, given Dana's recent uh, transgressions, I don't know how solid Dana's footing is right now. And so, like, yeah, I think it'd be fascinating just from a fan standpoint, Scott, or from a, mm-hmm. you know, folks like us that talk about the sport and the business aspect of it. I think it'd be fascinating. Like, I, I'm sure Brandon Thurston could write, like, a 300-page think piece on yeah. that sale if it were to go through. But I think just for... The UFC side of it, like I think that would be maybe a a bad move because it could throw off some of the chemistry there. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we might have to get Brandon on, which means we'd have to record on a different night. But we got to try and get Brandon back on because I'm he would have so much more in the know on this kind of stuff than even we would. Yeah, so. I, yeah I think I'm with Nate on. I think it would destroy the pay scale. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I, mean I think it would get ugly uh, fast. Yeah, I agree. They, they, I don't think they'd be legally able to do both. John, uh, John Jones is not going to take less money than Liv Morgan. <laughs> like, like, come no on. In, and no one in UFC is going to take less money than Natalia. Uh, so, <laughs> so, 
All right. The next one. Is I feel like we're I feel like we're picking on the women, so I'll even it out, Scotty. Uh, Stipe Miocic is not going to take less money than Dolph Ziggler. Ah, yes. Or uh, <laughs> Mad Cat Moss. Um, uh, all right. Here's the next one, and here's another one with uh, the. But I don't know if I think these guys have too their hand, too many of their hands in the cookie jar in, in different cookie jars. Uh, the next uh, the next suspect, or I guess the next suitor, is Fox. Fox obviously mm. gave a lot of money to the WWE many you know years ago, a few years ago for SmackDown. They're obviously not getting their investment back, although the ratings are not terrible. No, uh, the shows were not great. They've only been great in the last year. Um, it's just not worth what they paid for it. No, yeah, it's not. They, they, they made a bad deal. Yeah, and I don't know if they're gonna. And I, I'm not saying they don't trust WWE, but I don't think. They've got too many hands in college football deals. They obviously mm. are paying a lot of money for the NFL. A lot of money. Probably more than anybody except maybe CBS. Uh, I don't think they have the money. I don't I don't know if I don't think they can afford even if even if WWE threw them a bone and said like four billion or four mm-hmm. and a half billion, I still don't think WWE, I don't still don't think Fox could could lay that out. Even though they are a conglomerate, you know, they have the sports, mm-hmm. they have Fox News, they have they have also, you know, they have their their capital. But I think they have too many hands in other things to be able to afford it. That's just my opinion. What do you think, Pete? I'm with you on that. I can totally see that. But uh, but the sports marriage kind of – I can see the sports marriage working where there's a lot of good cross-promoting. I think that would be a a pro. Um, I mean, Fox has had a history – Again, uh, when Saturday Night Main Event first ran, did the run, the Fox took it over for, I think, yep. a year or two. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, there's a history there um, with 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 wrestling and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the Fox. So, I mean, I can see something there. Um, I, I, I would think they'd want um, – they're going to be doing it. I'm sure they'd be, air, they'd be airing specials on the Fox. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot going on there, too. Um uh, but yeah, but yeah, I, I, I can actually see it working. I actually, uh, I think it will work a lot more than some of the options we've, we've heard. What do you think, Nate? <sighs> yeah, I think as great as it would be to see Skip Bayless calling uh, a Friday Night SmackDown <laughs> episode, <laughs> skipping skipping Shannon one night. Skip uh, <laughs> could come in and do a tweet and then be the hottest heel in the company. Yes. <laughs> Uh, as great as that would be, I don't think it's going to happen. And, it, you know, it, it reminds me of a, a line from a Kendrick Lamar song. You know, it, it's uh, uh, all right. You know, it, it was in the first Black Panther trailer. They played a little bit of it. And I think the way that Fox would be looking at the WWE, Vince McMahon would be like, when I wake up, I recognize they're looking at me for the pay cut. Because there is no way that Fox is going to meet that price tag. Oh, yeah. Uh that's out there for the reasons that you already stated. Also, I think Fox now is a little bit different than when that SmackDown deal is signed, where I think when that SmackDown deal was signed, you could make the argument that Fox needed uh, additional programming a little bit more than they do now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like Fox is extremely saturated with sports, you know, and again, that live content is something that, is very valuable right now. You know, whether you're talking NFL, Major League Baseball, you know, they've got a lot of these college deals, uh, you know, signed up. So I think 
it doesn't make financial sense for Fox to pay the money for a product that has like there's a ceiling, I think, on the return on investment that they can get from this partnership. I'm not saying it's not beneficial in in any way, Scotty, mm-hmm. but you're I don't think you're ever going to get the money back that you put into it. Right. Just because of Fox's overall kind of sports strategy. So to me, Fox, it could work, but I, I don't see it working. And I don't I definitely don't see them opening up the checkbook for seven bills. No, I don't either. I don't either. Uh, and the last one. Well, there's two, I guess. There's one that keeps popping up. I just don't see it happening since they're having their own internal issues. Is Netflix. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to have WWE wrestle flowers, wrestle cherubs. No, God, no, absolutely not. Uh, he could barely pay attention, much less pay for anything. Um, How many last- albums must Billy sell in order exactly, to buy the WWE? Exactly. Greatest hits. Um, uh, Netflix. Well, the other was Netflix. I keep hearing that. That's mm, not Netflix. Though. No. And they're dealing with their own internal issues. Their CEO stepped down and stuff. The last. And I don't think WWE. Not that they couldn't survive, but I don't see them thriving as a screaming-only company. No, I don't either. And this is this last one uh, on paper looks really good, but I don't know where they would go with it, and that is Mr. Bezos and, uh, and Amazon. Mm. Amazon's got the money mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, they may need a little uh, – lo- they may need a loan or two, but they could do it. The problem is, is they would they get involved – in TV rights deals, mm-hmm. because obviously you're not going to have, you're not going to put raw and prime. That's fucking stupid. So they would obviously still be involved. And again, Bezos is the boss and Bezos is mm-hmm. obviously a guy who's very hands-on. He ain't going to deal with Vince's bullshit. So, nope. <laughs> and, and, and actually there's one guy that probably is worth more than Vince and that's probably him. So <laughs> that's another reason why if Vince is, if Vince is leading the charge to the, to the sale, he is not going to touch, uh, Amazon because he's not going to want to deal with a guy whose ego is as big as his is. So, my personal opinion, what do you think, Nate? I, 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 fi- only financially does that make sense. But in terms of parameters and, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing, I just don't see an Amazon's purchase happening. Yeah, and again, it goes back to the question of what are you getting for your money? And in all of these situations, except for NBC, I feel like what you're paying is either less than what you're going to get back, or it's equal to. Whereas with NBC, I think, you know, they can actually get something positive out of this. This, I don't think Amazon's getting anything positive out of this because while everybody uses Amazon and, you know, you could put stuff up on Prime, you know, you could put stuff up in in, in different ways. You could work out some TV deals. I don't feel like the folks that would be interested in watching WWE would be watching it on Prime, much like right. like like I know a lot of NFL fans who you know through the first couple of weeks of the season were watching the NFL on on Prime, and then even though it still got good numbers throughout the season, I know a lot of people like personally that just kind of fell off watching it because mm-hmm. they they either forgot or you know like oh I, yeah I, I, my, my, I'm I'm at my office and I don't have my you know, fire sticker. I don't have my login. It's, it's on the TV at home. Those Thursday games are pretty rough to start the season. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those Thursday games at the beginning of the year were terrible. Like, and I'm just sitting there like these games aren't good enough for me to 
listen to Kirk Herbstreet try to make me invested in them for the next three hours. <laughs> and I, I love Herbie, but Herbie's a college guy, in my opinion. He is. I agree. No, I agree. And I love Herbie to death. But it's yeah, it's, it hasn't been the same. And, and then Al Michaels is getting mocked because he just he sells these games like shit. Yeah, he actually got ripped this weekend uh, during the uh, Chargers Jags game because that was an ugly mess before the Jags actually pulled off a miracle. Mm. Although, let's be honest, the Chargers really didn't play that great. Um, it's easy to score 27 points when all of the scoring drives are like 35 yards. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, from all the picks. But um, what do you think about I mean, Yeah, I just can't see it happening. And then the last one. And we'll mention it because I want to be fair because mm. he, like, he thinks I'm unfair. Uh, I was about to call you out on it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> because it's unrealistic, Pete. I mean, I don't know about well, your dream totally world. It's totally unrealistic. Vince's ego would never sell to the no, fans. Absolutely not. But the other problem is with all. But the other thing is, what would they do? Mm-hmm. Like now, now we're talking. Okay, now if the cons. First off, Amir. Right? Is that what's the father's name? Chad. 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 Chad is not the wrestling guy. Tony is. Yeah. Right? Chad's not going to buy WWE. He owns the Jaguars. He owns whatever soccer team they own. I always forget. Um, he's not the wrestling fan. Tony is. Tony, <laughs> Dad, Dad, I want WWE, Dad. Like you've already, I've already bought you two companies, Tony. Yeah, Dad's not going to twirl his Iron Sheik mustache and go and go. Uh, I break your back and I buy WWE to kill B. Brian Blair. No, that's not happening. So, and by the way, I'm not making any, I'm not, I'm not making fun of anybody, but that is how the Iron Sheik talks. But the, the thing is that was just for the tribalists who want to be like, ha ha, we won. And that, that's just fucking stupid. Um, well, and we've also like the other thing that would be bad about that. And I, I again, like I, I would much rather see Shad and Tony by WWE than the Saudis. Uh, I'll put that on record, but okay. yeah, the, yeah okay. <laughs> if we're going yeah, yeah, to the, Scott, what about you, Scotty? <laughs> I want New Zealand to buy uh, WWE. No, no, no. Uh, but the other thing, Scott, is we've already seen that wrestling doesn't really work when there's a monopoly. You know, even if there are other companies around, when WCW was bought by then the WWF, it was hot for, for a little bit, but ultimately the business suffered for it. And I right. think, you know, as, as much as I – like, I've got a – I've got a lot of respect for Tony Khan, even though I disagree with him on, on a few things. I think him buying WWE would be bad for the business because you can't have everything concentrated under one umbrella. Like there's got to be a difference of employers, you know, that that makes the business competitive. There's got to be uh, different places for performers to go. Like if you're somebody who had an issue with Tony Khan and you went to WWE and then they get bought by Tony Khan, it's like, well, damn, now, now I'm the Jeff Jarrett of this situation and I'm screwed and I have to find like some clueless oil baroness that I can uh, sh- uh, shuffle this company onto and start a new TNA. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I don't like the idea of a monopoly, you know, in, 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 2022, 2023, uh, back in the day with with the uh, sale of WCW, I think it'd be bad for business, Pete. I agree with you 100% there. I will agree there. But I will say that it'd be kind of cool to do interpromotional stuff. I think it would be cool if anybody would do something with the library, it would be mm-hmm. Tony, um, since he is a ex-taped collector, tape trader and stuff. So I can actually see him trying to get uh, get that get that stuff out. 
Yeah, like, look at this. Look what we got in here. Oh, hey. And their invasion this. angle couldn't be any worse than what we got back oh, in the yeah, day. Oh, no my way. God. Could you imagine, like, just like Mike Austin when he won the heart, like, all of a sudden, uh, 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 Orange, Orange Cassidy gets jumped by Madcap Moss and they wins the All Atlantic title in like an alley or something. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say this, Pete. Okay. I'm going to say this. Would Vince and the cons work together? Absolutely not. No. And I'm not going to say the cons because uh, Shad could care less. Let's just, yeah. Let's just say Tony. Shad is sitting in his box going, Trevor fucking Lawrence, don't throw four more picks against the, against the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> Because uh, you're not going to come back 27 nothing if you're facing Pat Mahomes. Just get ready for that. Um, uh, can Tony work with Triple H? I think he yeah. would. I think Triple H, I think if there was a combined company and nobody treated anybody better, because Tony could say all he wants. WWE is the moneymaker. Mm-hmm. AW may be the fan's favorite, which I don't entirely see that either, but if that is construed as such, WWE still makes more money. They're worth more, whether he likes yeah. it or not. And he just gave WWE a fuck ton of money. So I don't think Tony would like do to WWE. Tony wouldn't do to WWE what Vince did to WCW. That's yeah. not going to happen. He'd be an idiot to do that. But would Triple H and Tony work together? Yes, because Tony needs a Triple H in mm-hmm. his locker room. Because that's one thing Tony has not learned yet. Tony is, is Tony. You don't want Tony to turn into 1998 Eric Bischoff. <laughs> rather, rather hang out with the guys yeah. than 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 manage the guys right yeah and, and girls and and you have the perfect guy to bring both sides together scotty and that is cody Devonte rhodes exactly cody Devonte is a, would be a big player if, if tony bought the, but that's not happening i just don't because deep down the wrestling it, let's be honest and, and you're both and you're exactly right nay the wrestling industry would not be good if, if be because then technically yeah. half the six-pack of <laughs> the six-pack of north american promotions would be owned by one guy by by two mm-hmm. people that 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 just wouldn't be cool. You can't have WWE, AEW, and Ring of Honor all under one umbrella. That that'd be yeah. That'd be, uh, Anthem but, but might as well my, sell. For my, my for my my for my personal interest is I I like old footage. I would love to see what Tony Khan would do with the library. Uh, uh, I agree with you on that. I think he would have awesome. He one thing he would do instead of Vince half-assing it, <laughs> Tony would do very cool things with the ECW brand. Oh, and we would have. Mm. And we'd have some cool ass hidden gems and oh, the hidden gems would come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the gems, we could bring back one of my favorite uh, podcasts that had to go because because (laughs) there were no more gems. There were no more gems. Jenny and the gems went uh, out the window. So, so there you go. There's there's a little breakdown of the prospective buyers. Um, and and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ask the same questions. Of the doctor this weekend on the NWA Saturday special since NWA son. Yeah, so so let's let's go around the horn one last time then, Scotty. If okay. uh, if you had to put all your money on the table, if you had to go on to bet MGM and 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 bet Jamie Fox all your money for this week's paycheck, yeah. Uh, who are you saying that uh, out of all these potential buyers would be the leader in the clubhouse? You know, you you actually changed my mind because when we came on the air tonight. I totally, totally was going with Disney. Mm. But now, I have to give you credit, Nathaniel Devontae Milton. I, I think I'm going to go with, uh, I think I'm going to go with NBC. I think I'm going to go mm. with Universal. They fit the best. They're the yeah. only one that has the combination of money, familiarity, and platform. All three of those things. Disney only has the money and the platform. They don't have the familiarity. And... I think 
Disney, I think Disney would, I agree with you, uh, Iger and those guys would not let WWE kind of run as like the outlaw of the, of the rodent brand. <laughs> NBC doesn't care. They just want to make money. Yeah. So they're fine with it. They're used to WWE kind of being the rogue of their little, of their little umbrella, their little traveling circus. Disney would not, could not go for that. Um, so if I was going to the clubhouse in the final round on Sunday at Augusta, I'm going with, with Ernie L's. With Ernie Els and and uh, VJ Singh, I am going with. Uh, I am going. I am going. I am going with. Uh, I had to pay. Hey, they both won the Masters. Got to give them props for that. Yes. I'm going with. Uh, I am going with uh, Comcast. What about you, Pete? Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I, I can totally buy Comcast. I mean, it seems like the natural fit. Um, but yeah, but I wouldn't rule Disney out. The only mm. thing I would love to see, and I and I agree with you about. And I think it would be I awesome to see the Saudis taking it because Vince is such a scumbag. And uh... <laughs> here's the problem: and, Vince, and he loves money. Yeah, he loves money. He loves the problem money. is, is Vince would need Vince would need partners, and mm. I don't know how many more misogynist rapists we could find <laughs> that they would put their money together. And and because the only that would be the only outlet for Vince to 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 make WWE private again is for them to sell to the Saudis. And that's why it's just not going to happen. Because that's just a losing proposition. You're not going to... be Vince, Harvey Weinstein, and Bill Cosby going Bill, in together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey <laughs> Weinstein. And the Elf Epstein, if he was still alive, or whatever his name was. <laughs> the one that killed himself in jail with all the mur- with all the porn and everything, or whatever it was. Anyway. Uh, I do... I would like, though, whoever buys it, mm. can we ditch the Peacock tab and go back to the actual WWE Network? Yes, I like that. I like that better. I don't like. I I don't. I, have I adapted to the network on Peacock? I have. Do I? Would I rather that they went back to being on their own? I do, and I do think that if if all right in a pink sky universe, if Tony Khan bought WWE, I think he would do the WWE network on its own again. Now, having said that. The ROH Honor Club interface is not great, so I don't know who he would get to do the network because the ROH Honor Club, particularly on the on on a browser, it's fine. But on I don't know how you I don't know if you guys have Fire TV or Roku or whatever. But on on Amazon Fire TV, it's it's a little problematic. It's kind of like New Japan World, same thing. Mm. You know what? Tony Khan should buy them. That's what I think he should do, and fix that uh, website because that's <laughs> mess. But anyway, I digress. Guys, this was a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun. We miss you, Steve. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks, we'll go back to regular straight up. We're going to talk matches again, guys, because we love matches. Enough of this business mumbo jumbo. We'll be back in two weeks. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. Business is like the least favorite thing I like talking about. I know. Who does, right? We want to talk about <laughs> matches. Practice. Talk about practice. I mean, I mean, to be fair, though, Sheriff, business is picking up. Yeah. <laughs> okay there, Michael. Devontae Cole. <laughs> Um, we'll be back in uh, two weeks and, uh, which would be February 3rd. We will, uh, recap what, uh, Pete will be watching live in San Antonio next weekend. The Royal Rumble. We'll see mm. who wins it. Will it Could be Pete Mr. Be number 30? Could Pete be number 30? And then they Could cheat be. and, and Devonte Rhodes is 31. That would be very interesting. <laughs> we, but no, we get uh, Roman Reigns versus Pete Shermacher in LA. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that'll draw. That that means Vince we really lost his mind if that's the uh, case. It's like Pete's the only guy that wanted to work the main event after we sold to the Saudis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we all have to wear t-shirts. Uh. Um. 
and then we will, I'm sure most of us probably should keep t-shirts on. And, uh, <laughs> and then we will preview, uh, NXT Vengeance Day, which as I mentioned, will be the first NXT show out of Florida. A clunky name for, for a show. It is. Well, they're trying to do the whole Valentine's Day. They should just call it uh, the NXT Massacre. That would be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Do the Be My Valentine. That's like still one of my favorite intro packages of a pay-per-view of all time was, say, Valentine's Day Massacre in 99. It's still with Vince and Steve. And, oh, it was so mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. I still that. In any event, join us back in two weeks. Uh, Pete, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Titus Wrestling, And then in, uh, in, in a few weeks, you can find me in, in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, indeed. Uh, Nathaniel, what is going on over at, at my swank, uh, my swank nightclub titled the Kings of Sport Patreon? Yes, the Kings of Sport Patreon now uh, owned by the uh, Wakandan Embassy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can, Sammy Zayn's going to be working with us. He chose Wakanda over Saudi Arabia, uh, so we're happy to have Sammy uh, on board now. Uh, but yes, uh, you can check out the Kings of Sport Patreon. This is the ten-year anniversary of the Kings of Sport. Started in March of 2013 and so check out the patreon for over 200 hours probably over 300 hours at this point of audio and video talking sports wrestling politics pop culture uh you know the chain reaction uh is a co-branded effort between place to be nation and the kings of sports so i'm sure uh we will have to get back together after the rumble uh if if schedules align which is always a a tricky thing now Mm -hmm. that we're "Quote unquote post COVID," even though three people at my shop got COVID in the past two weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's been rough, Scotty. Uh, back to wearing masks and standing six feet apart. Uh, but uh, and and you know some of those folks, I'm glad I have to stand six feet away from. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, the uh, Patreon, patreon.com backslash Kings of Sport. Five bucks gets you in the door. If you want to pay more, we won't stop you. Uh, check out the NWA podcast over on Post Wrestling. Myself, Chris from LA, and Andrew Thompson. Uh, the newest episode came out a week or so ago, and uh, we talked about uh, uh, Mercedes Monet. Uh, we talked about uh, Vince McMahon and the sale rumors and all that good stuff. Uh, and we also talked about Cody coming back for the rumble uh there's the lituation room over at dc tv podcast and uh, we've got a new episode that will probably be out either next week or the first week of february where we do we do a double feature scotty uh mm-hmm. talking about uh uh so so for the i think it'll probably come out february the first week of february first week of black history month so we've got to honor the two big black superhero movies of 2022 Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Black Adam. One of those movies made significantly more money than the other, but you'll have to listen to the podcast to hear which one made the most money uh, and our thoughts on The Rock and and how uh, he did in his first and probably uh, only live action uh, entry into the DC universe now that James Gunn is in town. Uh, So you can check out that episode. Uh, There's there's a lot of other stuff, but uh, for everything, go to my Twitter uh, at in the number eight M O Z A I K at Nate Mosaic on Twitter, Scotty. Uh, uh, thank you. I love the uh, I love the, uh, the things over on uh, my nightclub, the Kings of Sport Patreon, because I get the velvet rope. Steve Willie and I. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, great stuff there. Thank you guys. Uh, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C Podfather. Please follow the brand on Twitter at PTB and Wrestling. We had a great week this week. New episodes 
of YouTube Roulette through the Looking Glass. Great, great Royal Rumble. Another Royal Rumble episode from Dave Hall and I. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we were talking about invasions, guys. Well, Grooney himself, James Grunberg, premiered a new podcast this week, Nation Invasion. He's going Ooh. to document the invasion because that's just what Grooney does. He picks the picks, he picks the most unique timelines in wrestling history. So check that out. That dropped uh, the other Interesting. day. Yes, uh, he dropped. I don't often volunteer for extra podcast work, but I might have to get in touch with Grooney about that because I've got thoughts that have been festering. Festering, I tell you, Scott Griscola, ever, ever since that they decided to debut WCW in Seattle, Washington, that famous hotbed of exactly. Southern wrestling, Pete. Yeah, that's that's like that's like uh, testing Hogan Flair '91 house show matches at the Cow Palace. But anyway, um, uh, anyway, uh, so so that debuted. He and Jake, uh, his special guest this time was uh, Jambalaya Jake, Jacob Williams. And they uh, they got the ball ball rolling, so check that out. Uh, new episode of the NWA Saturday Special this weekend. We got a ton of stuff over the next couple of weeks, and of course, the new show. Yes, and, uh, we've alluded to it uh, here on our show between Steve Willie and I, debuting, making its debut on Tuesday, February seventh. Pod of Honor. Mm. Yes, Steve Willie and I. We'll do a monthly episode. At the moment, monthly. It might be bi-monthly. And both you gentlemen will be, of course, invited to future episodes where we will talk about anything ROH. Day, uh, Steve is picking the topics. I'm just talking and editing. That's what I do. And uh, the first episode, we'll talk about the early years of Ring of Honor. Um, and But we're going to talk about the Briscoes. Yeah. We're going to talk about all sorts of topics. Uh, we're going to talk about live shows. We're going to talk about Punk. We'll talk about Joe. We'll talk about Daniels, Brian. We'll talk about mm. everything. We're going to have a blast. So pot the, of honor. the great bully Ray era. Uh, maybe not. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, great. great and bully Ray don't go well together. Oh, uh, uh, God. Anyway, um, that so, was a thing that happened in wrestling. It was a thing that happened. Yes. So check that out. So the ptb.podbean.com. I want to th- I say this. I've been saying this in every podcast. Thank you so much. All of you out there. Uh, the downloads come in. We're consistently in the top 100 uh, in the in the country uh, for Apple podcast downloads. And I thank all of you for that, because that's without you, there's no us. Mm. We'd be talking to ourselves, which, you know, some people probably enjoy doing or think we do. But it's you guys, just like just like Nate on the Kings of Sport Patreon. Without you guys, there's no us. Mm. And that means the world to us. So thank you. And we hope we give you as much entertainment and nonsense uh, to to eliminate the humdrum of getting the vid at work uh, because that's not fun. Um, I so, hear we're also top fifty in Saudi Arabia, which is which is which is a big deal. <laughs> so <laughs> so if, if 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 you know we talked a lot about the Saudi government tonight, Scott, but I, I'll just say and again I'm I'm speaking out of turn because I'm not uh, part of the uh, PTBN uh, board of directors, but like Vince, I'm gonna muscle my way in and just say, <laughs> hey, if if that WWE deal goes uh, falls through. Hey, you, you can you can buy us for for pennies on the dollar for what exactly. you would have paid Vince. Yes, I hope to be bought by. If you're bought by Wak- if you're if the Kings of Sports being bought by Wakanda, I hope to be bought by Stark. Yes. So, so so what? Jennifer Smith has the podcast and a T-shirt all the time. We'll we'll take it for the money. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a great have a great enjoy everybody. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the post. Enjoy the playoffs. 
Uh, Steve, enjoy San Antonio. Or, uh, Pete. <laughs> Steve's not going anywhere. Steve's stuck home. Pete, yes. enjoy San Antonio with the crew. We'll, uh, we'll, we're looking forward to hearing from you in a couple weeks. For Brother Nate, for Brother P, I'm Brother Scott. You've been in the main event. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Rumble. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Hey, Scott Griscola. Oh, I hope this is, it's a new year. What do you think? I hope so. Hey, Nate Milton. You know what? I'll tell you about it when Steve gets back.